0: Focusing on that is way more effective than the value ladder. And it's going to be tempting. It's going to sound like a great idea because in theory, it is a great idea. Why wouldn't we have an offer to sell everybody at every single level? And that would be great in theory. You would need to be a massive company with enough funding and capital to invest in proving those offers for that to work. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 262. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited for today's episode. I love when I have a specific experience and then I get to share kind of My epiphany or takeaway from that experience or mistake or lesson, and I get to share that with you guys on here. And that is what today is about. So, I want to tell you guys a quick story. I was recently uh, having a conversation with actually a very well known entrepreneur who I respect a lot and really love. But they were giving advice to me that I actually think was not great advice. And I afterwards reflected on how the early entrepreneur I was, would have taken any piece of advice given to me. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially somebody who's kind of bootstrapping your company, I don't necessarily always know what I'm doing. Like, this is my first business. I've been doing it for five years. But as I've grown, I've kind of just figured it out. And I think a lot of us kind of feel like that because for a lot of us, this is the first time we're growing a company. So everything from you know team building to building processes, I've learned from my mistakes, I've learned from doing, I've learned from getting my hands dirty and just trying something and then being like, oh, that doesn't work and let's try this and fix this and kind of gotten used to that and and pride myself really in just one foot in front of the other, getting through the hard things, celebrating the good things and building my company. And one thing when you're a beginning entrepreneur, And especially if you talk to someone who's built a multi-million dollar company, you see that person as somebody who's probably going to give good advice. But here's the problem. As you grow... Somebody who is talking to you in a 30-minute or 60-minute conversation, it's impossible for them to know your business as intimately as you know it and be able to give you advice that is 100% of the time correct. So I was in this conversation and it was like a 15-minute conversation. And they asked me what's like something I'm struggling with. Or what am I working on in my business? And then solicited their advice, which I, of course, always appreciate when people give me advice and and I love hearing opinions. But the important piece is that you have a filter to take that and before you go and create to-dos or goals or change something completely and shift gears, really question if it's the right thing. Because I found myself... in in several situations where I might have taken that advice and it was, I'm going to share what the advice was in a second, but it was potentially very derailing of the plan or path that I was on and would have been a big interruption. And I think as you grow a company, you need to really make sure that you're in touch with your company, what it needs As the CEO, that's your one of your most important responsibilities and the vision of that company. And part of that means actually not taking people's advice. And that is, in my opinion, just as important as taking mentors' advice. And I think that today... Probably this always was the case in business, but I really think that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of different advice out there. There's like this one strategy that worked and you should do this, or you know, you've know, you got to outsource Your business this way or set up your systems this way or do this and you know or this business model doesn't work or this one does and and it's hard like sometimes you you doubt yourself because you hear one thing from somebody and then you hear the opposite from somebody else and it leaves you feeling like you're not sure which you know direction to go but I was reflecting on how you know this person that gave me advice like I said I respect them love them and I knew though afterwards that it wasn't good advice for me because I intimately know my business better than anybody else could. And so first of all, I want you to know that just because someone says you should do something or gives you advice and they are successful, that does not mean it's the right piece of advice for you. And you need to make sure that any goal, any initiative, any project, plan, Pivot that you put in place in your business is truly what it needs. Otherwise, you will find yourself kind of bouncing all over the place and not having a concrete strategy. As you get a bigger in business, this is even more important because at this point, I have 22 employees and then contractors. And if we roll something big out on my company, it's not an overnight thing. Like it's a big deal and it takes time because there's a lot of employees. We have to change processes. It would be a big deal, right? And so so you do not want as a leader to be derailing your team. And so many CEOs do that. I see it happen behind the scenes all the time. I see it with friends and we don't mean to, but we're like, I have this new idea. We have to do it tomorrow. Everybody shift gears. We're going to start doing this. It will kill your team. It will kill the success of your business. You cannot do that. You have to know how to say no. So let's get to the advice. So this person asked me, what is my biggest business struggle? What am I working on? And my answer to them was I am scaling my program and that's not my struggle, that's my biggest focus. It's working well. We've actually 5X the amount of monthly course students we're getting in our Ignite program um, in the last 60 days, consistent. So we had two months of 5X of what we were getting for like the last six months. So my focus, I said, is scaling that. And I said, my struggle is scaling the agency. That's always been my struggle for the last year. It is difficult to scale a service business. And I know probably four or five different individuals who attempted to build an agency and then either hated it or <laughs> failed at it. And I like these people are all great. And I'm saying like they just chose to stop. They, they chose to kind of give up the agency. And this person who was giving me advice also knows those people and kind of was like, well, basically telling me like an agency is impossible to scale. Now, here's the thing. I have built my agency to 22 employees. All of the people in our industry that I can compare who attempted to build an agency and then decided that was not what they wanted to do had maybe one or two team members. I've already gotten over the massive hurdle of having insane processing systems in my business. So first of all, it's not true that you can't scale an agency. It's insanely difficult to scale a service business, but I've done it and I have like, I am not quitting my, my agency. I don't want to. Some days I, some days I do, but I don't want to because I've gotten so far and I love what we've created and there's no way I'm stopping. But it is true. It's hard to scale because I can add 25 new students into my program. In one month, no problem. If we were to add 25 new clients into our company right now, we couldn't do it. We'd have to close the doors. So it's just dif- more difficult to scale a service business. And so I told them that was my struggle. And their advice was essentially to stop doing my agency work and create a value ladder so that I have different price products. I have a $2,500, which is the... Um, Rate we normally sell our Ignite program at. I have $1,000, I have $500, I have $300. Now, if this was three years ago, I might've taken that advice. I might've quit my agency. I'm just kidding. I probably wouldn't have, but I could have like seriously considered it. And as soon as they said it, I knew it was not the right thing. I didn't even consider it for one second because I know better. I know my business. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I have built and I know who they were comparing me to. With people who were like, agencies, you know, it's so terrible to have an agency. I know exactly who they were comparing that to. And I know where that person was and where I am. And so I was able to like let that advice bounce off. Now, the value ladder piece is the concept of the value ladder, which is you should have all these different price products. You should have like a $300, $500, $1,000, $2,500, and then your high ticket, which would be my agency. And I don't believe in the value ladder. The concept is great, but it is... In very difficult I'm not gonna say impossible, but it is very hard to have like four or five different offers that you sell successfully. So in theory, the value ladder is a great strategy. Now maybe someday, maybe in the next three to five years, I will build out different product prices but I knew as soon as they said it I knew if I went back and I said okay, I got this advice, and we're gonna keep selling Ignite, but we're also going to create a lower ticket $1,000 offer and a $500 offer. And now we have to figure out how to get leads to sell those people. And now we have to build those products and we're gonna spread our resources out. We're gonna have our full value ladder. I have a team of 22 people and that would be an absolute nightmare. We'd have a low quality offer. We would have to figure out multiple marketing funnels to spread across our time, our team resources and my marketing budget against. And then they'd be new funnels. These would be new offers. So we'd have to test them. We would have to optimize them. We'd have to fix the the gaps in the messaging. It would not work. It would completely derail the momentum I'm seeing right now in we just, like I said, massively increase the number of students we're bringing into our program we're doing great on our agency we're hitting our monthly sales goal we sign about eight to ten new clients a month and we can handle that we are doing great if i was to go to my team and say we need to build out a full value ladder i don't have it yet and and this you know mentor this person told me i needed to it would destroy my team and i have a company with 22 employees most of you don't have that many team members and even at that level I could not do that successfully so the importance of focus on one or two in my case because I got one offer to a place where I was completely uninvolved in the delivery and then I created another offer two offers one or two main core offers one until they the first the first one has to be successful before you even think about a second. But focusing on that is way more effective than the value ladder. And it's going to be tempting. It's going to sound like a great idea because in theory, it is a great idea. Why wouldn't we have an offer to sell everybody at every single level? And that would be great in theory. You would need to be a massive company with enough funding and capital to invest in proving those offers for that to work because it's not a matter of just if I if I make these offers, then buyers are just gonna come because people need them. Yes, people need them. It doesn't matter if it's the most amazing offer in the world, you still have to nail the messaging and convince people why they need this offer, why this is the best offer, why it's better than anything else out there. Hit their objections, hit their pain points. You have to do that for every offer you create and that often takes six to 12 months to get an offer into that perfect place where you can scale it that's the reality of business. So I see all these people out there who are being told this concept which again in theory it sounds like a great concept. If you were to go explain this to someone and be like, "Does this sound like a good business plan?" They're like, "Yeah, that sounds great. You've got an offer for people at different levels. You you are, you know, each level feeds into the other level. Yes, it is a good concept in theory, but it has to be done slow. And so I see these people out there with like one or two team members who are following this advice of needing to have their entire value letter for their business to be complete and they are spinning their wheels. Because when you do that, you are spreading out your money, your time, your team resources, your own resources across all of these offers and all of these funnels and therefore Nothing is really working. And if you were to put a 100% focus in one core offer, you would do so much better. You would be so much more successful and not enough people are doing that. do so you want an extremely affordable resource that's going to provide you with exclusive What's Working Today Facebook strategies, straight from one of the top Facebook marketing agencies in the world. Join the Not For Lazy Marketers Club right now at notforlazymarketers.com slash club. Every month, you'll get access to a 90-minute interactive workshop that has a different theme that I host, where you'll be able to participate in hot seats after we walk through that month's training. Plus, you'll get your hands on a private podcast feed with short, digestible, actionable strategies about exactly what's working and what's not in real time. As well as the Hirsch Insiders report where we share our top converting ad copy, creative and strategy every month, and a private texting community where you can text us when you hit a snag, implementing one of our strategies, and we'll reply and give you the answer. You can join right now before our next workshop happens at notforlazymarketers.com slash club. I want to empower you to not take every piece of advice you get. There is something really powerful in Even if it's not direct advice, let's say you hear a podcast or you read a book or you see a social media post, we have information overload. You need to be very selective with the information you let. And I'm actually honored when people listen to my podcast because I know all of the options out there. There's a lot of options. And so the fact that you choose to listen to me, I take that very seriously and take that seriously in my content. And I think every content creator should. That's beside the point. You need to make sure you have a filter for information and advice you're receiving because nobody knows your business better than you. Now, that's not to say sometimes there are things that you can't see. And I have for sure coaches and friends who have, Helped me get to a decision or realize something that I was holding myself back on or stuck on. Absolutely. But usually when I get there, I have pushed back enough on that um, advice and then gotten to a point where I agree. I'm not just taking someone's advice and going like, oh, well, so-and-so said I should do this. so I'm just going to do it. A good example is is my very good friend, Alex Charfin, um, who was not the person who gave me this advice, by the way. I should say that because we're very good friends and I talk about him a lot on this podcast, but he will give me advice, very direct advice. And if I don't think it's a good idea, I'll push back and he'll push back on me. And then usually he either changes his mind or, or adjusts what he's saying, or I get to a place where I can agree with him because I've... I've gone back and forth enough with him that I can see the point. Now, in this case, if I was to, if I went back and forth with this person, I knew. I just knew it wasn't the right advice. Alex also intimately knows my business because we hang out every week and we've known each other for years. And so he gets to give me that advice and I push back and I get to that place. So if you're taking information and advice, my recommendation is that one, you've got to filter. You've got to filter to make sure that you're not shiny object syndrome. This is a good idea. So-and-so did it or said I should do it and just taking it and running with it, but that you almost sit on it for like two or three days at least. And you really think through like, what are the pros? What are the cons? You know, do I know that this is going to impact my business? Is it going to take away our focus? Um, I have this happen with team members. I will have team members come to me with amazing ideas for the company. We should have this new package. We should add this resource. We should offer this service. I mean, I've had team members tell me we should add YouTube ads. I have had team members tell me we should do all types of things. And I, a huge part of what people don't see is me saying, no, that's a great idea. Maybe next quarter, maybe next year. Maybe in two years. Not right now. We are focused. This is the only thing we're working on. And then there's other times I take the ideas. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's start on it next month. Put together the plan. You have to have that filter. That is your job as a leader. The second piece to this episode and advice is that you do not go after that shiny object idea of a value ladder. And instead, you're very focused in your marketing. Most of you will probably need to focus in on one funnel and one offer. Once you have built that one offer, one funnel to a million dollars and you are completely removed from the delivery, then you can add in another offer and you should add it into your value ladder. I did that. You know, I have my agency complete done for you service. I knew there was a massive need for people who could benefit from all of our trainings and our tools and our templates that we use with clients in a program. I created Ignite. That was Almost two years ago that I created Ignite, I have not created another offer. That's purpose is to sell Ignite. So even though we just launched our Not for Lazy Marketers Club, which is technically a new offer, but the goal of that is to get applications and to still sell Ignite. It's a lead generation strategy. I'm not creating another value ladder offer. I'm not like, oh, let me take a portion of Ignite and I'm going to sell that for a thousand dollars. And then I'll take a portion of that and I'll sell that for $500. Again, in theory, sounds sexy. Not a good idea. Every time I do that, it probably take me six to 12 months to get it successful. And every time I do that, it would take away from my focus in scaling what I have. I have not scaled Ignite to its maximum capacity. That's one of my main goals right now, because also Ignite feeds right into our agency, 10% of people who up level. So, Learn from this. This is a very important message. And I don't like seeing entrepreneurs who, I've seen this so many times, are newer or have a a coach or follow somebody in the industry and plan out their value ladder and think they have to create every one of those products, build funnels for every one of those products. Great concept in theory doesn't work. Unless you have a team, a massive, massive team. Now, again, I have a team of 22 employees And that still would be a terrible idea for me. So focus is much more powerful than a completely built out value ladder. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing